order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and welcome back to another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, and today we are going to be talking about Social Media Kindness Day. I, I didn't really know that this uh, it, holiday, if you want to call it that, um, existed. And as I was preparing for this week's show, this came up on the calendar and I looked into it and I said, wow, this is an interesting topic that really can kind of tie into the law and everything else that we talk about on this show. So I figured I, I'd you know, talk about it today because today, which is uh, November 9th, is actually Social Media Kindness Day. Now, like me, I'm sure a lot of you are wondering what the heck is Social Media Kindness Day. And obviously, I mean, I can, I can glean with all my legal knowledge, I can glean from the, the title of the day what it is about. But really, when you look into it, it's a full website and everything. It's a day dedicated to basically positivity and reshaping what, I mean, honestly, it can often be considered a faceless void, the internet. And, and turn it into a community of support and empathy. When I say faceless void, I think you all know what I'm talking about. You know, the keyboard warriors and the people that hide behind social media and, you know, they'll say um, horrible, demeaning, sometimes things that get them in trouble, whether it's, it's slanderous things or um, just falsities that end up getting them in, in, in legal trouble. You know, the, the point is that the internet can be can be faceless. I mean, that's that's one of the, I think, challenges and struggles with the internet in general. Now, I mean, I I can't even remember what I would have done or what I did without the internet. I mean, I think back to when I first started in this profession. I mean, I was working as a paralegal at a very large Wall Street firm. And before I became an attorney, you know, I was I was in my last year of law school. I was um, working at this firm. They had offered me a job. So I was going to transition from paralegal into attorney. And during the time that I was a paralegal into my first year as an attorney, the Internet was just being utilized in in the business world. So secretaries were still using just simple word processing programs and there was no google there was no you know search engine um you know the the i remember the earliest that we had we had an aol account at this super mega law firm on wall street and you know it's amazing now look at look at how far we've come look at all the things that that the internet has given us that make our lives easier things like you know artificial intelligence and and wherever you land on chat gpt and and other artificial intelligence developments it's not relevant what i'm talking about is the fact that we have come so far and that the internet has helped us so much in our personal lives and our business lives but it also it also creates a barrier for people to hide behind a shield for people to hide behind because you can be in you know anonymous on the internet you can be and that's why i call it a faceless void because you know you see these comments you see these the you know whatever your handle is on on 
Twitter now X, or I, I just can't call it X. I'm still going to call it Twitter. I'm sorry, Elon. It's just always going to be Twitter. Um, and wherever else you post, whether it's it, it's in a, a chat board or um, Reddit or anywhere else for that matter, it gives you the ability to hide behind this shield of, of anonymity, and you can say things that you might not say if you were face-to-face to people. Now, uh, or face-to-face with people. Social Media Kindness Day, it, it was born out of um, a desire to counteract really cyberbullying and online negativity, you know, and and I think it its focus is really to bring light to the fact that behind every profile picture that you see, whether it's Instagram, or Facebook, or wherever, there's a person. Now, I'm not talking about the bots, and I'm not talking about the fake accounts. I'm talking about... of all accounts, there's a person on the other end of that. And that person deserves respect, kindness, and and civility. And that's what this day is about. Now, it started back really when cyberbullying became a thing. You know, it, it was, I can't even remember when the first case I had. I used to defend... Um, insurance companies that insured school boards. So we were defending school boards. And I mean, back in 2000, maybe nine, 2008, we had a string of cases that involved cyberbullying. And it had just been a few years either before or around that time when these cyberbullying laws uh, came to be. So, you know, you're talking about the early days not super early, but early days of the internet, past Napster, but, you know, cyberbullying was becoming a thing. And um, trolls, negative comments, hostility started to become more prevalent. Now, I'm not saying it didn't exist when AOL was out there and, you know, had AOL message boards, but it just became more prevalent because more people were using social media. It was more accessible. You could go to the library and, and everybody... Basically, everybody at this point has access to the internet in some way or another, whether it's on your phone, whether it's at a public terminal, whether it's on in your home, at your business, almost everybody has access to the internet. And, you know, the term troll really was something, when I think of troll, right, I, I used to think of, uh, you know, the troll that lives under the bridge, but it, it was a term that really sort of evolved because of cyberbullying, because of the evolution of the internet. So, um, you know, this, this November 9th, um, it's, it's more of a remembrance day. It's more of a, an awareness day, I should say. I like awareness better than remembrance. It's an awareness day to be kind on social media. You know, and and with that understanding of what the day is, I want to talk a little bit about some of the the legalities that kind of intertwine with the concept of kindness. Um, you know, and I want to start off by talking about the fact that our legal system, our legal system holds our digital deeds with nearly the same weight as if we did it in person, right? Depending upon what it is. So our, our actions online, our digital actions, they can create liability. They can create lawsuits. They are something that we as, as users can be held accountable for. And that, that's, that's an important thing to think about because 
when you think about the internet and you think about the people that do hide behind the trolls that do hide behind um, the shield of, of, of being able to be anonymous, do they, do they think, do they wonder if the law can reach them? And the answer is, is it can, there are tremendous amounts of, of power in the legal structure. Now that we've developed over the years um, that does hold people accountable, even interestingly enough, even when you might not know who that person is. And, and later in the episode, I'll share um, an interesting business story about some company uh, that we represented who um, had their, their not just profile, but their entire business kind of stolen from them. And, and somebody overseas had opened up a, an exact duplicate of their website of their social media stuff. And I'll tell you about that in a little while, but I want to just continue into our, you know, initial discussion here of, of the law and social media kindness day. So, you know, you think about it like this, you might say to yourself, well, okay, fine. You know, I, I get that there's legalities. I get that there's the ability to, to hold me uh, responsible for the things that I do, but, but what does kindness really have to do with the law? And honestly, it's a good question. You know, the law for most of us, it seems very dry and rigid. It's, it's got this framework that, that oftentimes doesn't bend, doesn't give. Um, but in reality, right, the way I see it as a lawyer, it's alive and it's evolving. And maybe it's not evolving the way that you like it. Or maybe it's not evolving in the way that you think it should evolve. But it, it is evolving. And it evolves like our own behavior. And it adjusts and it shifts to address the things that we're doing right now. You know, think about Napster. I love using Napster as an example. And for those of you listening who might not remember Napster, it was really the first music sharing platform. And it spawned a number of lawsuits. Metallica was super upset. Um, and basically, it was over the fact that, you know, what was once on an eight track or a, a vinyl record or a cassette or a CD, what you had to purchase and physically obtain the product and your money went to the record companies, but it also went to in the form of royalties and whatever the arrangements are with the artists, uh, it went to the artists. So the artists were getting paid for every album, disc, cassette, eight track that was being sold. But Napster came in, shook things up, and, and was able to create digital, downloadable content. And you could, you could download your music, and it was a fraction of the price of what you might pay. And that evolved in, into file-sharing programs where you could you know, host a snippet of content on your computer and then you know, other computers throughout the world would hold snippets and it would pull it all together and you could download music for free. And then don't forget the Russian site, which they um, humorously uh, remark about on The Office. If you ever remember that episode of The Office where I think it's Dwight is talking to somebody. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's when um, maybe it's when Michael buys Ryan the iPod. Remember that Christmas episode where he buys Ryan the iPod and then he's like uh, Yankee swap because he's not happy with what I guess Phyllis made him mittens or something. So he's like Yankee swap. And, and then everybody gets, you know, the iPod. He wants it to go to Ryan. And then 
ultimately, I, I think someone, maybe it was Pam ends up with it, and um, Dwight tells her how he's got this Russian site. And there was. There, was, there were a series of sites based in Russia where you'd pay like a penny and you'd be able to download a song. But I digress. I digress. You know how I, I just, I talk too much about things and I get nostalgic even back into, what was it, the early 2000s. Um, it's not my favorite decade, but it's still nostalgic in a way. Um, but it's also interesting, and it ties into what we're talking about here, because when I'm talking about the law being alive, you know, the law has to address changes in technology, and we see it right now with artificial intelligence. We see it with generative AI and how, you know, slowly the law is is growing, evolving, and shaping itself to be able to deal with the emerging technology. So it's not this rigid framework that you might think it is. So now let's connect the dots, right? We've talked about the, the evolving laws. We've talked about kindness. Now, how do they connect? What am I talking about? What is my point here? Well, I'm going to tell you. I mean, and, and let's look at cyberbullying and online harassment since this is really where um, this, uh, this day, Social Media Kindness Day, came from. And let's talk about it for a little bit. So, you know I like the 80s, so of course I've got to give an 80s reference. But, you know, the 80s films where, like, you had the underdog and he'd stand up to the bully and, and the underdog has the law on, on his side and it empowers him or her to stand up and, um, you know, fight back, right? Well, in the early days of the Internet, cyberbullying was just a, an amorphous, unknown negative issue and people didn't know how to deal with it and so you know you you're going to have in this world you're going to have good and you're going to have bad i don't care what religion or lack of religion you you subscribe to there is good there is bad there is good there is evil it has been throughout history there's light there's dark there's darth vader and there's luke skywalker it's just the way it is so when you, when you have this emerging technology, you're going to have people that are going to harass and bully other people online. And at the early days of the internet, remember that underdog scenario I was just talking about in these 80, 80s films? Well, you really didn't have any, any law on your side. You, you were not just the underdog. You were just under a ton of bricks because there was really nothing you could do about it. And you know, when you hear or read about the stories of people that, that took their own lives because of online bullying, and it still happens today, it's not, you know, th this day hasn't, hasn't solved the problems by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but being aware and bringing awareness to items like this, this is how things change. So, you know... Um, talking about how the law has has started to create protections for people for cyberbullying you know that that's just it's saying to people right the law is saying to people it's not okay for you to hide behind a a a, a faceless icon or profile and to abuse someone or bully someone in the digital realm 
and get away with it. Because you can't do that in the real world. And you shouldn't be able to do it in the digital world. And that's what a lot of the cyberbullying laws that are on the books right now do. They give the underdog the ability to fight back. They give them recourse. You are not going to prevent people from being bullies. It is from the beginning of time. I'm sure there was some caveman that was just an ass, you know, that was like bullying the other caveman. I, I, you just know it, right? There's always that guy wants to be king of the castle, king of the tribe. He wants to ride the woolly mammoth first and, and screw you because I, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell people that you ate the tribe's meat. And now we've got nothing for the winter because of you, you glutton. And, and he's going to spread this false rumor, right? I mean, you know that this happened. You know it. It's just the way it is. Human nature. And so this, this you know, the bad guy, the, the bad actor, is now, because of these laws, held accountable, right? So you're not going to stop them. You're not going to eliminate it. You're not going to eliminate crime. You're not going to eliminate hate or violence. Just not going to eliminate it. But now the laws evolve to tell people through punishment, most often, it's not okay for you to be unkind. It's not okay for you to be a bully. It's not okay for you to abuse somebody. We're going to tell you it's not okay because if you do it, we're going to allow the person that you did it to to sue you. Or worse yet, we're going to allow a prosecutor to prosecute you because what you've done violates criminal laws. And so that's the first step. You know, in creating those cyberbullying and anti-bullying laws, it really, really um, gives people, gives the underdog a more level playing field. Now, I'm not going to say that you're completely level because, you know, I've seen it. I've been involved in litigation where at the end of the day, you might get some relief, but you're not going to get the full relief because maybe there's just too many levels, too many IP addresses, too many different profiles of somebody who is hiding themselves online or they're overseas um, and, and it's impossible to get them. But it's the best we have and it's, it's, it's showing the evolution of the law and the desire for the law to tell people that it's not okay to be an ass. All right, what about the fun things that, that some people like to share? Now, I don't, this, this is a topic I just don't get. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Memes. I don't, I just don't find them funny. Every once in a while, I'll scroll down through Instagram and I'll see a meme and I'll be like, oh, that's funny. And then I'll just keep going. I, I, I don't, I just don't like memes. I don't know. Call me old. Just don't get it. I even bought a game for, for my family. What, what, what is it? Like, uh, what do you meme, right? And you, you put this card up of a, of a famous meme and then you make, I don't know what it was, headings or, or whatever. I just don't think memes are funny. A kid, a little, little you know, kid with spaghetti hanging out of his mouth, sitting in a high chair, you know, oh, it must be Monday. I don't get it. But anyway, anyway. Memes to some people have just become like a, a universal uh, language of humor. Um, but did you know that they, the memes themselves, can be a couple things? Number one, they can be copyright infringement. 
you know, if you take a picture of something and just because you stick words on it doesn't necessarily mean you're scot-free. I know this isn't a, you know, kindness issue yet, but it's an important and interesting topic because, you know, one of the exceptions, if you will, to violations of copyright law or copyright infringement is if something's a parody, you know, but oftentimes a meme might not be a parody enough and could end up being copyright infringement. But our, our topic today is kindness. Memes can actually be mean. Memes can be mean. See what I did there? But that meanness can actually trigger, whether it's the cyberbullying laws or criminal laws, and it's just another way that people can find protection or find, I don't want to say protection because you can't protect yourself from a bad actor, but you do have recourse. But just because you send a meme across the internet or in an email, that doesn't mean that it's always going to be considered funny, that the person who receives it is going to be okay with it, and that you're not violating some kind of law by doing it. You know, and I think it's an interesting thing because how many times people say, I, I was just kidding. I was just, I was just kidding. I didn't mean it. It's a meme. Yeah, but just because you think it's funny, even if you don't truly mean to cause harm to somebody else, doesn't mean that the other person on the other end is, is going to find it funny. And you might argue, well, what about my freedom of speech? Yes, I, I am a huge proponent of freedom of speech. I'm a huge proponent of all kinds of freedoms. But the freedom to use your speech to hurt, deliberately hurt another person, there's recourse for that. There's always been recourse for that. And, and the internet is no different. You know, if you're on Reddit and, and you're just badgering a person because it's easy, because they don't know who you are, because, you know, you're street jockey 101 and, and, and they have no idea who you are and you're making them feel bad. You know, there's this guy on, uh, on I mean, you, you can find them anywhere, but there's this one guy in particular that just, it came up the other day in my feed and it's a guy who's, who's overweight, you know, and, and um, I, I, I get it. I mean, I've struggled with my weight for, for years. You know, I used to be in amazing shape. I used to be, a, you know, a, a college athlete, a bodybuilder. And then as the years have gone on, you know, you struggle with your weight. Well, this guy is uh, younger than me. He's, you know, overweight. And he posts these videos about motivation and him working out and how he's trying to lose weight but not just lose weight but become healthier for his children and it's kind of refreshing right it's like oh look you know he's doing it i can do it other people can do it and whether you like him or not or whether you like what he's saying like sometimes he'll talk about you know you can do it you know if you don't do it you know in my opinion you're just being lazy now that's what he's saying right and, and you know he's not deliberately hurting anybody but you should see what the comments say about him and to him and some of the comments are just unbelievably harsh now you know the argument to that is 
Well, if you're going to put yourself out online, then you've got to have thick skin because you know trolls are going to exist. You know that people are going to say negative things about you. So if you don't want to you know, deal with that, then don't put content out online. Okay, fine. That's a good argument. But what about the argument that I've got the right to post things online and I've got the right to speak my mind and I've got the right, uh, you know, under my freedom to share content with people. Yeah, sure. He can block everybody that, that says something negative, right? There's, you know, resources on platforms that can allow it. But, but what about when it gets to a point where it's too far? What, what about some of these, these issues, um, like doxing? where you've got somebody disclosing personal information about somebody online that they don't like, right? All of a sudden, they don't like what somebody's posting, and they happen to know who they are, so they decide they're going to share that person's phone number or address or whatever, and now you've got people who feel the same way as the initial bad actor contacting you know whoever the content creator is and saying horrible things to them i mean there's got to be recourse there's got to be protections because that impacts somebody's freedom of speech you know somebody is talking about something that that they're um passionate about does it give somebody on the other end the right to be unbelievably mean? It doesn't. You know, we're talking about the, the evolving uh, laws that we have in this country. I want to just go through some of them. Just We're not going to talk about all of them, but I just want to just reference them. I just talked about doxing and, and privacy. I mean, doxing is... is from a legal standpoint, it's the act of publishing private details online with malicious intent. And, and that can also lead to uh, various privacy torts. Misappropriation of names and images and likeness. That's another one, right? I mean, you could steal somebody's image to make a meme and you could say something harmful, mean, you know, and try to destroy that person right intentionally or unintentionally then of course there's trademark copyright infringement you know the, the digital millennium copyright act takedown things like that um, online defamation you know sometimes it goes beyond just teasing sometimes it's it's defamation it's it's a false statement that's published online you know, that's actionable, and it should be actionable. It absolutely should be because the Internet does not give you the ability to do things that you couldn't do in the real world. You know, um, and, and I think that, that that's a good thing that we have these laws. You know, and what about anonymous harassment, right? This is what I talked about a little earlier. Remember I told you this story. I was going to come back to it. I might as well swing back to it now since we're on this topic. The company that we represented, the uh, I told you that their website had been stolen and, and they were um, essentially saying bad things about the owners of the company. So imagine this, right? Your company A 
and somebody steals your website and then they make their own dupe website of yours and they start saying things as if they were the owner of company A that company A would never say. And so now people are looking at this and saying to themselves, what a jerk, right? What, what, what a horrible person. I'd never do business with company A because look what this guy's posting. Look what he's saying. Who is this? They came to us. They hired us. We couldn't figure out who that person was that was posting that content or who had taken the website. There were too many domain name issues, too many IP addresses, and, and we believe it came from sources overseas um, you know, somewhere in China. And, and how it came about is did somebody that disliked company A pay off somebody? Did you know it go through sources that, that gets outsourced to, to China? I don't know. But the recourse that our laws provide allowed us to file a lawsuit naming John Doe's, naming people we didn't know who they were, we didn't know the specifics, and, and being able to move forward with that lawsuit and then go to all of the search engines with our court order and say, this isn't us. Shut this down. Remove this content. Take this out. Block this domain. You know, do this, do that. And, and we did. And sure, I mean, damage had, had occurred, of, of course. I mean, you know, but we were able to um, remove that because of these laws that are in place. And then through a really good um, social media uh marketing publicity campaign you know we helped work with the client to clean up what had been done and and people understood right because look sometimes it's more than just a nigerian prince asking you you know for your contact information so he can give you a ton of money you know sometimes it's more than that sometimes it's it's people that are are mean it's people that are not kind. It's people that are out to hurt other people. And we have to do something about that. And that's the whole point of what we are talking about today, what social media kindness day is. And, you know, I think that it's, it's worth bringing awareness to it. I think it's a, it's a valuable topic. And I think that it's something that, we as adults, especially adults that have children, I think we have an obligation to the world, to each other, to talk to our children about conduct online. Not just conduct that protects them, but conduct online in general. I mean, look, you know, growing up, my mother would always tell me, oh, hold the door for somebody when, when they're coming in, you know, like, hold the door if you're going to a new mall. That's the, the right thing to do. Well, it's also something that, that we should talk about in the context of, of online activity. We should be telling our children about the right thing to do and, and the things not to do. Not solely because if you do these bad things, you could be on the 
you know, not so good end of a lawsuit, right? Because we've got these laws in place, but just to be kind, just to do the right thing. You know, like I said, whether you're a religious person or not, whether you believe in karma or not, whatever you believe in, you know, there's this general premise that what you do, what you put out into the world is going to come back on you. You know, almost every culture has some belief that if you do something negative, it's going to come back to you even, even, and, and you're going to say, what are you talking about? Even Satanists have a belief. Now, I know this because I was in Salem a couple weeks ago. Um, my son had a hockey tournament. I was in Salem, and I went to this museum tour, and they talked about this. So I don't know firsthand, all right? I am, I am not involved in any cult. Um, but they said that the beliefs of modern-day Satanists talk about the fact that what you do to people that, that's negative, you get back, I don't know what it is, tenfold, sevenfold, something like that. And, and it's like Wiccans and, 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 and other, you know, uh, belief systems like that. So, you know, I think it's true that, that most every culture, most every religion, most every belief system has this thing in place where you believe that what you put out there in the world, you're going to get back on you. So we as parents, you know, we have that um, ability to teach our children, to talk to our children, to guide our children, and we should. And uh, I think, uh, you know, this, this awareness day is a good one. I, I stand behind it. I support it. Um, and I think that the laws will continue to evolve and continue to support it as well. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you got something out of this. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly enjoyed talking about this topic with you today. It's a little bit different than, than some of the things we talk about. But every once in a while, there's something that just strikes a nerve with me. It's like, you know, we, we've got to talk about this because it's it's relevant and it's important and it's something that, you know, I think we as users in the digital age should should be aware of. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.